0: We have a special audio edition of one of our stories covering the Diamondbacks' 20th anniversary of their World Series run. I'm Jordan Hamm, and it's been a fun process revisiting the biggest moments in Arizona sports history. And we have one more for you from bullpen catcher Jeff Matuzis. He was with the Dimebacks since 1998 all the way through 2013, and he knew every pitcher's routine like the back of his hand. Twos goes in-depth on what went into getting each player prepped for the 2001 series, what Randy Johnson asked him before his infamous Game 7 relief appearance, and the impact of that championship on the state and the country. But to get this started, Twos recalls a conversation with the big unit before the 01 season.
1: And we're just sitting there on the training room table. And he's just like, twos, I I just wanna win. I don't care about money. I have more money than I'll ever need. I just wanna win. And it, it's, and then I, I think about their when we got Schilling and their competitiveness against each other. It's like if Randy threw a complete game the night before, well, Schilling was gonna try to outdo him the next day. Mm-hmm. And it was great. Um, you know, they they were into their numbers, everyone knows that. But it benefited the team. You had two horses like that. That were just unbelievable presence on the mound. And just to hear Randy tell me that and then for it to actually happen, it was just, you know, for Gonzo, for Steve Finley, just it was just unbelievable. I was just so happy for those guys. I mean, for myself, too. I was just so blessed to have been able to experience that. I never thought that would ever happen. But when you see these professional athletes and – you know, there's sometimes it is about money, especially nowadays and how much money they're making. Mm-hmm. But bottom line is, they go out there every day to prepare and to win a game.
0: So, can you just kind of take me through, like, especially with that season, what's kind of like a day to day for you as a, as a bullpen catcher with, with all those vets?
1: Uh, it's just, you know, you, you know, leading up to that day when you go into the field, who's throwing their side. Um, obviously I threw batting practice every day, uh, you know, go get to the field about one just kind of hang out. And then whenever the, that pitcher's is ready to go, some guys like to go out early before stretch and get it done so they could come in and work out. Um, uh, basically I'm at their beck and call and the pitching coaches and the hitting coaches whenever they need me. It's, you know, it's my job. It's what I have to go do. But, um, now you, you want to know about like what a routine for the world series or just in general.
0: Uh, I mean, I, I guess both. How how did those well actually two kind of differ? Nothing,
1: nothing changed. Nothing changed. We didn't we didn't prepare differently for the World Series. Or I didn't with the guys. Um, obviously they had their prep work. You know, going in the game, but you know, it is just you, they just approach it as a typical day, and that's what shocked me. They never changed. There's there's su- they have such a routine, and regimen. Certain guys, certain starters. Obviously, you, you change up the rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, and some guys would, would throw a little bit some of the relievers that weren't really getting in the game you know they might have to stretch throw 20 pitches off the mound to me um, Shillen was very regimented he, he had to do the same thing every day
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, he didn't like it if things got messed up it was to the point where one day I took one of my gloves and I cleaned it and I oiled it up, and I cleaned it. and I was just going to let it sit because I didn't, I didn't want to get any use it that day. He noticed that. He said, "Go get that glove," <laughs> because that was a glove that he liked because it was loud. When he threw it, it would it'd make that loud popping sound. And like things like that, that he just he he, it was his routine mm-hmm. with me. He wouldn't play catch with anyone else but me, and. I knew his routine like the back of my hand. Like, all right, know, 20, 21 minutes before first pitch, we start playing catch. Um, you know, and then you got other guys who could care less. Just show up whenever, oh, let's just go play catch, get ready for the game. And Brian Anderson was somebody that liked to be told a joke. Okay. He, he liked to laugh before we started playing catch. And he loved Simpson, Homer Simpson quotes. So I would always watch watch whatever. I would just get a quote for him, and he would laugh, get a chuckle, and then it was like, okay, let's start playing catch. So everyone is, everyone's different, and and as the bullpen catcher, it's kind of like I always took it as my job to know everyone's routine, right? So I was prepared, and I didn't want to mess them up, and they knew they could just trust in me, and that I would just do the job for them.
0: For Game Seven, what was it like, kind of leading up to that game coming in? You know, you guys had already had so many ups and downs and, uh, you know, a marathon of a series. Uh, you know, you're playing later than typically you, you guys right. would. So just what, what was that like kind of energy-wise going in to Game 7?
1: Well, I think after, after losing three straight in New York the way we did, it was kind of like, oh, like, oh, no. And then going into Game 6, we knew we had Randy. And I just never, I mean, after game six. And then when we won, I think we won 15 to two. Yep. And it was like right away, like it was like four or five, nothing like in the first. Like it was like, all right. and We got Randy on the mound. We just blew him, blew him away. And then uh, I remember, I remember that I flew my dad out for the two games, game six and seven. And uh, we went to P.F. Chang's in Scottsdale for lunch. It was like noon, and I'm like, Dad, I got to go to the field. My safe haven right now is to be in that clubhouse. Like I am so nervous, yeah, and I, I was so anxious. That I'm like, Dad, I'm just going to bring you to the hotel. You can walk over the game whenever you want, but I have to be in that clubhouse. Not because anybody needed me, because I just felt like I, I, I that was maybe that would calm me down. And the thing that was so shocking, because it was a Sunday, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was like, wait, expecting everyone to be like. In their in their cubby holes and their lockers and, and praying and and watching video of themselves hitting or anything, no, all everyone all any one of those guys cared about was their fantasy football team and their stats, <laughs> and it was less like, uh, hello, this is game seven, but then it just was like, okay, these guys are ready. They're that's how they get ready. That's how they channel their energy like towards something else, and and then. And it's funny because game seven, I walked down on the bullpen with Schilling and we're sitting there on the bench and he never speaks to me. Mm -hmm. He never speaks. He's just like, he nods when we're ready to throw. And then he just looks over at me and he goes, this is awesome. Because everyone's doing the chant of the flags. Mm -hmm. And it was so loud, like 25 minutes before the game. And it was just like, yeah, this is pretty cool. Like this, things like that, that I'll never
0: forget. I'm sure it wasn't a surprise to you guys that, Randy may or may not be in the pen, but just kind of like, what was it like when you guys got that call? And it's all right now. Now Randy's gonna get gonna get loose.
1: Well, I had no idea because he wasn't in, and I didn't. I guess I didn't really think that he would even pick up a ball because he just threw like seven innings the night before. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden he comes running down, and you just heard the fans. They were uh, it was. I was like, what? And then all of a sudden, Randy, you see Randy, you're like, I'm like oh, my gosh, he's going to go in the game. Because <clears throat> I think at the time, I don't know if it was 1-1 or 2-1 to after Soriano hit that home run.
0: Yeah, I think it was um, 2-1. to
1: Okay, and he comes down, and I'm like, oh, you know, we have a chance. At the time, I think I was warming up Mike Morgan, and then I heard the crack, and I see Gonzo sprinting back towards the wall, and I just, I remember, I put my head down, and I was like... We just lost the World Series because we knew who was coming in Rivera. Mm-hmm. But Randy comes down and, and now he's getting going. He's, he's loosening up. He's firing away, and I could tell he was a little nervous or anxious because he called me over. He was ready to go, and he called me. It was like he's like he asked me, and he asked me, he's like, "Am I throwing hard?" And all I all I did was yell, "F yeah, you are." <laughs> I just, but he really wasn't um, at the time warming up. But his slider—I don't know if it was because his arm was whatever—but his slider was so nasty. But obviously he went out there and probably still popping ninety-seven. But he just wasn't throwing as hard as he normally does when he warms up at that at that time.
0: Right. But you know, I
1: can't tell him no, no, you're not really throwing. Up. I mean, he's, just, he's getting ready to go win it for us. Right. But it was just something like that. And then obviously he went out and, and you know you know. The, the, you know, Gracie hit and the bun, the error, and then uh, the other bun, and I just remember standing. There was like, I think we had like five police officers in our bullpen at the time that came down to kind of crowd control. And I remember, you know, base loaded. I just remember just screaming like, we, they don't deserve this. We deserve this. This is our game to win, and, and just. And then when the blue pit, I don't remember it landed. All I remember is I was out at second base. Like within a flash, I
0: just
1: couldn't believe how fast I got out to second base.
0: So, a a couple follow-ups on that: Does in a normal setting, when Randy's getting loose, is he talking to you a lot? Is he consulting with you, or is it just he was he was just so out of his element pitching the the night before that he just kind of needed that confirmation? Yeah, Randy.
1: Randy was. Randy had all the confidence in the world. Even on side days. Like, he never threw up the mound. Ever, ever, never once. And I think seven years I caught him, he never threw up the mound on a side day because he had back issues and knee problems. So we would just go out and play flat ground. You know, we'd measure out 60 feet, and I'd squat, and he'd throw 20 pitches to me, just nice and light. That was his side day. He never threw hard. We played long toss. You know, he could. we played super long toss with him um, two days after he pitched. But, um, yeah, he never... He would never ask me if his slider was good, or. But to see, that's not that was never my job. Mm. If they ever wanted me, my opinion, the pitching coach would ask me. He would come down and be like, because gotcha. I have a different a different view than the pitching coach would have a view. Gotcha. So then I would I would confer to the pitching coach. Yeah, it's pretty good. Or, I, I, and and sometimes I could see if their front shoulder was flying open too early. And their arm was dragging because I had a front view, he had a back view. So just things like that that the pitching coach might come over and ask me. Uh, But it was never my job to just, like, call time and walk up and be like, hey, this is what's going on, you know? Gotcha. My job was just to warm him up.
0: Gotcha, gotcha.
1: And especially going into a game, whether it's a regular season game or whatever, you know, if I saw something, I would tell the pitching coach. Got it. And then he could relay it. But yeah so I just because'm I'm, I'm not a coach mm. you know I see things and like I told you before I go I, I know everyone's routine um that was that's what I took serious was knowing everyone's routine um so like during spring training like the last week I knew the pitches that were gonna make the team I would then start catching them I never had to catch anyone in spring training because we had so many catchers right but then I would take it upon myself to start catching these relievers and new relievers that we have so I would get their routine down and ask them questions like, what do you, how do you prepare? How many pitches do you want me to stand up before I squat? How, you know, what's your routine? Where do you want me to set up first? So I would just do it. Mm-hmm. So they would never have to
0: you know, tell me what to do. Gotcha. 20 years removed. I mean, you know, you, when, when all this is happening, you can tell how important it is to Arizona to get its first major championship and you know, put everything together in four years. But now that you're twenty years removed, just kind of what what new perspective do you have on, on that championship run and what, what that meant to Arizona and the and the country at the time?
1: I think you realize how fortunate and lucky you are. And I think you can say that for any any team that wins a championship because I mean they the Dynamics have been back to the playoffs like in two thousand were they there in seventeen?
0: Yeah, I think they might have been the I, wild I, card. In I 17. think. I think it's been three times since then. I think it, it was like well, at, at least in re, ever since ever since they switched. I think it was 07, 11, and seventeen.
1: Yeah, eleven. That's right. Because I think we lost to the Brewers.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: In the first round, but um, you just kind of I, I don't know. Yeah, being you know Arizona's first championship. Um, you know maybe the cardinals could do it this year but um you, you just kind of and, and I think I think a lot of people I might get overlooked that at how important Jerry Colangelo was mm. to building that team and getting Randy and trading for Kurt and the little pieces and Arubi, you know bringing up a Rubio Durazo mm. um big pieces but 20 years later and, it, and like I said before it's something when you still think about it it's it's unbelievable and like to be able to experience it it's something like you just you don't forget like you don't be like oh my god I, I, won, I forgot I won a World Series in 2001 like and and that's just me being the little bullpen catcher mm-hmm. you know these players who that's all that's what they play for their whole lives and to experience it And you look at a lot of major league players or professional athletes that have never won it. Like I, I feel, I feel bad for Dusty Baker. Mm. I I was with, I got, I went back to the Nationals in '17, and I threw batting practice for him all year. And uh, I just, Dusty was such a great guy, and you know, yeah, you root for a guy like that. Right. You want him to win because, because he deserves it. You don't, maybe you don't like Houston because of the whole scandal that happened a few years ago, and you're, you maybe don't don't want him because of that, but you want it for Dusty. Right. And I don't know, you just realize how special of a, of a experience it is.
0: Special thanks to Jeff Matuzis for his time, and special thanks to all of our guests in this series. It was so much fun revisiting all of those big stories during the championship run. You can catch all of them on sports360az.com.